Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we have added question box to hear our community's thoughts on our episodes, polls to ask questions on what they think, and so much more. We highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hey everyone, estás escuchando a So Violento So Macabro Podcast. Yo soy Ali. Y yo soy Di. Y hoy Di les contará de un caso que sucedió en Argentina. Cuando eres joven, las consecuencias de tus actos a veces no las tomas en serio. De cómo te comunicas con tus amigos o de las personas con quien mantienes relaciones sexuales. ¿Pero qué pasa cuando todas tus acciones de juventud se toman fuera de contexto y se publican en tu contra? Ese es el trágico femicidio de Lucía Pérez. Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tenga en cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. Imagínate vos cómo puede caer esto, pero una locura. Pero bueno, esta justicia de Mar del Plata se mueve así, es así. En el marco del juicio se mueve la plata. ¿Cuánto habrán pagado para todo esto? Se estaba pidiendo una perpetua y, y el femicidio es perpetua. ¿Y cómo? O sea, ¿qué tenés que ir? O sea, si eso no fue violación lo que hicieron con Lucía, ¿qué es la violación? ¿A qué le llaman ellos violación? Tenemos que salir de Mar del Plata para tener una justicia. Tenemos que apelar y tenemos que ir a otro lado a pedir justicia. La muerte de mi hija nunca se jugó. Estamos hablando, estamos hablando de, de la tenencia de droga nada más. De cómo se lo dije recién, mi hija, la muerte de mi hija va de regalo. ¿Van a recurrir a otras esferas más altas de la justicia, Guillermo? Seguro, sí, sí, a, a donde tengamos que ir. Lucía Pérez era una joven de 16 años de edad de Mar del Plata, Argentina. Era una joven feliz, sonriente. Eh, su vida era de diversión. So she was a very artistic person. She loved art. She wanted to go into art as um as like her full-time career. And she loved music. Her personal style was basically a rocker chick who enjoyed rock music, going to see these artists in concert, and she just gave off just an amazing energy. She sounds pretty cool. She she I mean she looks pretty cool and she and she seems pretty cool. So I think I would enjoy having her around if if you know if it was still going on. We would have got along with her, that's what you're saying. E basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. On October 7th of 2016, Lucia was in school. She it was a regular day at school with her friends. It was a Friday. And, you know, during your 
teen years, you could say. It's during your experimental phase, whether it's ditching school, partying with your friends, starting to drink maybe, and in the occasion of, of this like rebellionness of your your teenage years, you know, sometimes you could even do some drugs. During this time, Lucia liked to enjoy a blunt here and there of, of pot. And during this Friday afternoon, she had asked her friends, where can I get pot, basically? So in front of her school, se ponían unos muchachos vendiendo drogas. For most of the time, you could either buy like small ounces of it or like a roll of a blunt of, of, of pot. So she goes ahead, starts asking around where she can get some, and they all point her to the direction of, of in front of the school. She goes to the front of the school and she approaches the drug dealer and begins to have a conversation with him. This guy's name is Matias Farias. Farias, sorry, Farias. And he's uh, 23 years old. So not that old. He was like in his early 20s. So during this conversation, they're talking about, you know, their day or whatever. And then he asked for Lucia's number. And she's like, you know what? Yeah, sure. I'll give it to you. Y se lo da. Mainly the reason for this transaction, it's because ella le debía 100 pesos. De, de lo que estaba comprando. So she didn't have enough money to pay him. So he's, you know, they exchanged the phone numbers and they're like, okay, well, tomorrow, it's Saturday, we'll figure out how you can pay me back for, for the money. We'll just keep in contact. So she's like, yeah, it's fine, you know, we'll, we'll keep in contact. And during that interaction, she realizes there was somebody else, like, in a car right next to him. And his name was Juan Pablo Ofindani. It's, it, I butchered the last name for sure, but he was sitting there in the Matias truck. And Eso está he's muy, rar, muy raro, ¿no? Like, right? si vas a comprar drogas, I'm assuming they would expect que pagues en ese momento. Yeah. Like, Pero, he's trusting her yeah, right away. He's, he's trusting her That's way weird. too much for, yeah. for, for what just he's meeting doing. her. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It, it seems a little bit odd. Mm -hmm. So, let me remind you, Juan Pablo is twice Matias's age. So Matias is 23 okay. y Juan Pablo is 41 at the, mm. at the time. Matias ends up convincing Lucia to, you know, to hang out with him um, the next day, like to come, like, you know, to hang out with him. And she declines. She tells him, no, I'll just see you tomorrow and I'll pay you the money. Um, and later that evening, uh, Lucia ends up texting uh, Matias and, and tries to make up like arrangements for the next day, which is the day he, she's going to pay him back. On October 8th, around 3 p.m., Lucia's mother comes to her home and she realizes that nobody was home. She found it weird because it's Saturday, but, you know, it, the kids are out with their friends or whatever. So she's, she didn't find it, you know, that odd. But what she did find out was that she walked into her kitchen and on her dining room table, she realizes that que estaba la, la laptop de Lucia open. And when, you know, when you open the, like when you touch the mouse pad, the first screen that pops out was her Facebook page. It was like the home screen of her Facebook page. And next to her laptop was um, her, you know, those, um, those things that you put your coffee in, um, it's the... No los mantiene calientes. A thermal. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. sí, sí, sí. So in, in the thermal, she had hot coffee that she had closed. And next to her coffee, había una taza con una spoon with her with her hot beverage. It's not coffee. It's like a, a, a Argentinian drink. It's, 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 like, it's like a bitter tea. It was sitting right next to her laptop. So she found it odd that her laptop was open, her, her drink was there, but she was nowhere to be found in the house. So, you know, she thought maybe she had left and she was going to come back. You know, that que nomás se fue por un ratito y iba a regresar. Yeah, es lo que piensas cuando miras todo eso ahí, la laptop abierta, un, su té, todo ahí preparado, como que si nada más 
por un ratito yeah, y va a regresar. Exactly. Yeah. So she kind of just blew it off because she was going to come, come back in no, in no time. And, you know, she was going to be back at her house. At around 6 p.m., though, her, pro her brother, Matias, receives a phone call from one of Lucia's friends and tells her that his sister has gotten in an accident and he needs to go to the police station to see where, you know, uh, more information about her. So then... Matias goes to the police station and tries to ask about his sister, like what happened to his sister and everything. And the police officers say, you can't come into, you can't ask for information on your sister's whereabouts without your parent. So during this time, um, Matias explains that his dad was actually ill. So in order to avoid any consequences to, to like have his father get ill from any bad news that's happened to Lucia, she ends up, he ends up calling his mom who was, um, who was closer to the police department anyways. So he goes to his mom's house and, you know, tells her that Lucia has been in an accident y que tienen que regresar a la, a la delegación para ver qué pasó, porque no le quieren dar información sin que su mamá estuviera ahí. So los dos van a la, al, al departamento de la policía y empiezan a preguntar. ¿Qué, qué, ¿Dónde está Lucía? ¿Qué, ¿Qué pasó con Lucía? For like a couple of minutes, the police station stays completely quiet and they don't say anything. And then they start kind of distracting them into like, oh, but we need this or like, we have to figure out other, like this paperwork or something. And oh, you need to go to this other place to get more information. And Lucia's mother was like, no. I want to know what happened to my daughter. I need to know what more information about her. Somebody needs to give me more information about my daughter. And for 10 minutes, these police police officers were giving her basically the roundabout um, and not giving her any information on the whereabouts of Lucia. Finally, what? she did. That's weird. Como, how, how did the friends get the information first? That's exactly like, like I have no idea. It's ¿Cómo very se lo hace a, los, a las amigas, pero no a la mamá? Exactly. So, at this point, they confront the police officers and they tell him, tell them, we need information on Lucia's whereabouts. What happened to Lucia? During that time, los policías les dicen que su hija ha fallecido. Yeah. They tell her that they, she had arrived to the emergency room She got dropped off by um, two men and that they said that she had died of an overdose. En este momento, la mamá de Lucía les dice, entonces había un arresto. ¿Saben quiénes son estos hombres? ¿Están arrestados? ¿Qué pasó con ellos? ¿Le sacaron más información de mi hija? ¿Qué, qué pasó? Yeah. Y... Los policías dijo, le dijeron que no, que no los arrestaron, que los dejaron ir, que uh, uno de ellos dijo que era el novio de Lucía y que ella había, no estaba reaccionando muy bien con, con algo que se tomó y se murió. Y la trajeron Manches. al cuarto de emergencia. What? Exactly. So they let them go. No lo for... cuestiona. Like, no. They a just let him go. Died. A 16 year old died of an overdose. And instead of gathering Asking information on it, yeah, los dejan ir. they just let him go. I know. Y es lo que no entiendo. Por 10, 15, lo que haya sido los minutos que estuvieron ahí en, con la policía, la mamá y el hermano. Like, ya sabía la policía que la muchacha había muerto. Y mientras esos y no minutos lo... pasaban, no le decían nada. No. No les decía nada. Dice, en una entrevista la mamá hasta declara, dice, yo, yo estaba en, 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 en la oficina preguntando por mi hija, preguntando yes. qué le pasó a mi hija, y esos oficiales no les daban respuestas hasta que ella demandó que le dijeran qué pasó con Lucía. Y es cuando ellos le dijeron, así como sin nada, como sin que nada. su hija había fallecido. Yeah, so they didn't even, like, sit her down and tell her, like, tell her in a calm way or, like, 
be very empathetic of like telling her that her daughter had passed away. It's like they just told her like that she had passed away of an overdose with like no sense of remorse. Okay, so according to what authorities investigated through this case is that on Saturday, October 8th at 10 a.m., Lucia receives multiple text messages from Matias uh, trying to, you know, arrange something where he would come to her house and pick up the money that that um, that he owed, that she owed him. And during this conversation, he says that, you know, she inv- he invites her over to his house. During this situation, they don't know if she left willingly or if there was some sort of interaction where, like, she was refusing and then they, they, you know, they kidnapped her or something. They don't really know. They just know that that after he sent those messages and they arrived to the house, that they were... They, they, that Lucia either went with them willingly or they took her with, with them. After that happens, there's um, two stops that they made. Um, one was to buy like pastries and like something to drink. And then the second one was to buy cigarettes. So this is kind of like odd because they're like, you know, if she left willingly, this makes sense because they bought something to eat or something. But if they, she didn't, then what was the reason for making those two stops? And was she able to escape during those two stops? She didn't go willingly. So there was a lot of questions going on um, in the mind of the investigators because they don't know what happened from the moment that they arrived to her house to the moment they are caught in surveillance buying the pastries and the cigarettes. So they don't know if she was already on something and was like just... uh, overdosing in the car or was she um, still willingly going with it so that's kind of the gray area after they arrived to Matias's home investigators um, say that within the home after looking through it that they had found um, condoms used condoms they had found um, marijuana they have found cocaine. They found um, spoons where they were heating up the cocaine um, and syringes. And they also found a lot of suspicious objects around the home. They didn't want to go into details of what it was just so, you know, they could still keep the information on the case closed. Um, but after, at like around 4 p.m., Matias and Juan Pablo and the third suspect named Alejandro Maciel, who is, by the way, 61 years old, had arrived to the emergency room of the hospital with Lucia's lifeless body. And then they just dropped it off and they left. That's so there frustrating because no se les ocurre. Llega una muchacha de 16 años con tres hombres de estas diferentes yeah. edades and she had an overdose y no, no los dicen no ok, questions. ¿saben qué? Dejen aquí a la muchacha quédense aquí y esperen que llegue la policía no, los dejan no. ir yep. that, so that's stupid. basically what happened, they didn't even investigate or anything according to doctors that, that, that were taking care of Lucia they said that she didn't smell of anything like she almost smelled clean like her body was cleaned up after they they don't they said they, they didn't smell like she was like there was any sexual fluids near around her or like any drugs like smelling around her or anything she smells like she was clean so they found it very odd that she died of an overdose and she was clean basically hmm. so they their assumption was that she had overdosed for a while and she was cleaned up afterwards. On October 9th, officers captured Matias and Juan Pablo. And they um, they said that they had gotten in the vehicle and that they just smelled of pot. 
in the car. Like it smelled like marijuana. Because you know how marijuana has like a very distinct smell. They said that they had smelled it within the car. So instead of granting a search warrant and just looking through the car, they just left it alone. The next day, they went back to the vehicle and they had a search warrant. And within the car, they found marijuana and um, cocaine, like bags of it everywhere. So they assumed that that was the car that they used to transport drugs throughout different schools um, when they were selling it. And that that was the same vehicle that they used to transport Lucia's body. According to Maria Isabel Sanchez, a member of the prosecution, when they searched Matias's home, they found many condoms that were used. Marijuana, cocaine, spoons with uh, heated cocaine on them, syringes, and objects that they used to sodomize the victim. According to Maria, there were signs of Lucia. There was no signs that Lucia fought during any of these interactions and that she had died through impalement. Do you know what impalement means? No. <sighs> okay. So this is kind of going to get very graphic. So if you don't want to listen to this part, you can um, skip forward because this is, this is going to get very, very graphic. Impalement means that she had passed away by brutal penetration. Um, this was technically used during the medieval times where they inserted a pole or a stake from, yeah, from the rectal area towards the mouth. Oh um, my god. Or from the mouth below. So I'm trying not to be graphic, but that's basically what impalement means. So Maria Isabel says that the they had penetrated her with a stick through the vaginal canal and she died through shock. And when she died of shock, there was lack of oxygen to the brain that caused her to faint, pass out and die of a heart attack that killed her. During the autopsy that they conducted, they, they, they did two different autopsies. During the first autopsy, they said that there was no, that the victim was drugged, and but they didn't see any force. So I guess she was drugged up to the point where she kind of lost all reaction to her body. So she had no sense of, of, of what they were doing to her. And then they also said that because there was no no um, no semen or any bodily fluids within her body, that this also proves that the body was cleaned up after they sodomized her before dropping her off to the emergency room. The doctors who looked at the body determined that the body was not abused by impalement, though. So they, 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 they didn't do that. And that the prosecutor had mentioned in her conference was not accurate. Oh, wow. Yes. So during, um, the, during my report of, of this, it turns out that Maria Isabel was actually lacking any sort of empathy for the client. And she just had like a big conference with the media and released a whole bunch of information on the case um, to the media and kind of sent shockwaves into the press in order for this case to get traction. But it didn't get traction for this brutal case of, of this young girl. But instead, it captured, um, it kind of just threw this wave of, of uh, terror in the media. So people were more, I guess, shocked and amazed by it and wanted to hear more details on it and why they chose her, why they chose her as their victim than the actual killing of the victim. 
You understand? So it just, it, it instead of helping, it just... Made it worse. It made the case. It, it just made it worse. So she yeah. lied about this? Like, she didn't have proof? She just went on... No. She went... Oh. So it... Dijo en puras mentiras, puso esta, esta imagen en la, esta imagen en yeah. la familia, y no yeah. pasó esto. Mm -mm. So they said that they, they, that the victim actually did have sexual abuse, but that the fact that the um, prosecutor said that there was impalement was a lie. So yes, the victim had sexual abuse because yeah. these men sexually um rape this woman or yeah. this child basically yeah but that what she was saying was altering the the information that they had in order for in order for her to get traction on the case no you don't yeah. do that you don't lie just to get attention no and and yeah no that's not okay the, her family está escuchando todo esto yeah So based on the lack of empathy that, that this prosecutor had, she was actually dropped out of the case. But like you said, instead of helping the case, it actually made the case worse. Because the people that were um, defending Matias and Juan Pablo actually gathered all this information and kind of twisted it into their own benefit. They used it against... Yeah. God. Yeah. So, all of these details on Lucia's case started to shift. So, the defense started to gather text messages that she had with her friends. Um, started looking into her dating history, the type of guy she dated, um, if she was a virgin or not, if uh, her drug use if she was a drug addict or um, how much drug she consumed. Um, and you know how I said she was like a rocker kind of type of mm -hmm. chick? They also put that as a kind of like her being this drug addict, sexual deviant type of person. ¿Como diciendo que se lo buscó? Not como que se lo buscó, sino Or just como... justifying like yeah. what they the did. Like, oh, she the liked kid. this, so. Yes. Yes. So no. it was like she overdosed on drugs that she chose to take. She had sex with this guy because she wanted to. Or she had sex with this guy in order to pay him back for the, for the money that he owed him. Or she liked having sex with older men. So she went ahead and had sex with these older men because she wanted to, not because she was raped. So their defense was just trying to find anything just to yeah. to defend, yeah. well, obviously, to defend them. They were just exactly. looking for anything at this point. Exactly. So when the trial took place on October 31st, almost a month later after her murder, the charge, the charge of the case stated that based on the penal system, the evidence uh, within the case did not live up to the circumstances of the case. So the judge, the head judge of of of, um, of this case, because if you see photos of like how the trial went, is that um, the defense and the prosecutors both stand in front of judges. So it's not like the U.S. where you have a jury and then a judge. So you're judged by your peers and then the judge gives a sentencing or whatever. This time, it's like you're talking to judges and they, they figure out what they're going to give you for your sentence. The head of the judges said that based on her text messages that she had with her friends. So based on all this, they were like, okay, she's not a virgin. She, she is sexually active and she, you know, engaged with older men, which means that she wasn't raped. She consented to this. This is upsetting. I know. Trust me, when I heard this case, I was in shock the whole time. This judge wow. also... I know. And it's still not over. There's no words. There's just no... I know. She's a child. 
She's a child. She's a child. This 23-year-old knew he's not she stupid. She was a child. He was in front of a, like a high school. He, he knew. She's yeah. a child. She was a child. But according to law in Argentina, or at least in this region, I'm not sure, like in the whole region of Argentina, mm-hmm. the age of maturity, oh. uh-huh. sexual maturity, let's clarify that, this the sexual age of maturity is 16 years old. So from 13 to 15, it says it's kind of that gray line where it's still like considered child abuse, I guess. But as Uh soon as you turn 16, you're in sexual maturity. She's of age as soon as she turns 16. If a six, and I'm not saying Lucia, but as soon as a 16-year-old there, Mm -hmm. they're saying that she's, he or she, they can make of age. If they decide to sleep with someone who's 20, 21, obviously morally, it's not not okay. Morally for us, it's like, no, no, that's not okay. Yeah. But if they decide to do that, what makes this 20-something-year-old, like, what makes them think, like, hey, I'm going to give her drugs and, you know, just leave her, like, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to explain what I'm thinking because I'm just like, this is just in my head. This is not okay. It's just frustrating. It's frustrating on so many levels. It's exactly. It's what made it okay for him to be like, I'm going to give her drugs to a 16 year old and then go drop off her body uh, like I said it's still not over Lupita so there's still oh Jesus why <sighs> okay are you ready I don't no. know I just I know. can't get... she's 16 I know laws there's like so many laws and this age and maturity but morally it's just it's just morally it's incorrect but according to like the law and the way that you know maturity yeah. is considered or as of age, it's a very, very like weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can continue. Okay. So the same judge also mentioned that due to the fact that her drugs habit wasn't kind of a one-time thing that she had kind of this pattern where she'd like to smoke pot but he didn't clarify smoke pot he kind of suggested that she did all kinds of drugs that she was just she just had a drug habit yeah that she might have used sex as a way to pay Matias back but also that um, it was it was normal for her to consume drugs on a day to day basis, so it's not like she um, didn't know the consequences of drugs. But according to her friends that knew her, and even family, they said that she wasn't a drug addict. She didn't do drugs. She didn't. If she, anything, she'll smoke like like weed once in a while but she wasn't prone to have an addiction to drugs or consume hard drugs so she was given these drugs um these hard drugs that she didn't know how to consume involuntarily that she might have overdosed from cocaine or something from getting injected by them or having overdose by somebody giving her something that she's not the type of person that would be willingly taking drugs. So the sorry, um, I probably gonna mention this after, but the toxicology reports did they show what type of drugs she had in her system? According to the investigation, there was no toxicology report. They only did an autopsy on her body. But, what? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that Why? went wrong in this case. There's so many things that went wrong oh in this my case. God. Trust me, I get it. Not that I could have like seen anywhere. It didn't mention mm-hmm. anything about um, 
any anything any sort of specific drugs in her system but based on the environment that she was in it shows that there was drugs everywhere there was mostly okay. cocaine and syringes everywhere so she might have got injected with some sort of mixture of, of cocaine but um, they're saying that she she volunteered like she did it like out of her like she volunteered she did it because yeah. she wanted to yeah, that's so what they're fighting. The, the judge yeah. basically said that she she took it she voluntarily. Chose she chose to, to take this. it. Yes. Okay. The same judge also said that Lucia had a strong personality, and she wasn't the type of person based on her character. She wasn't a submissive person to any man. And if she didn't want to have any sexual relationship with somebody, she could have made them let them know that this sort of sexual activity, based on the type of person that she was and the type of people that she was involved with, made it fully consensual. No, mames. So you're calling all of these women that have been raped. You're saying that they nothing else. They weren't. No tenían carácter fuerte. Like, so, nada más porque una muchacha tiene el carácter fuerte. He really thinks that if a man is using his power to, to be on top of you, holding you down because tienes carácter fuerte, you're going to be able to say no. He doesn't give a fuck if you have a carácter, like, if you're a strong character. Like, no. He doesn't care. Also, so the fact that she had drugs in her system doesn't show that she has the the I guess the capacity like the ability to to, to to consent to sexual activities or sexual relationships not only to Matias but also Juan Pablo and uh, Alejandro because it was all three men that sexually abused this, this young child so you mean to tell me that she had sexual relationships with these three men because she wanted to, because she has a characteristic of a woman, a woman that if she wants to, she will consent to sexual activities with these men. My heart's beating fast. This is out of anger. This I is know. a stupid reason. This is just dumb. I know. On November 26, 2018, the verdict was in. For both Matias and Juan Pablo. They were both sentenced to eight years in prison for selling and distributing drugs to minors. Which means that the rape accusations, the murder accusations, and the feminicidio against Lucia were literally wiped out of the verdict. And they were only charged, <laughs> yeah, they were only charged eight years for distributing and selling drugs to minors. So the proof, they were able to prove that they, the three of them did rape her? Porque si tenía, like, um, she had signs um, of being sexually abused. Sexually abused. Like, like raped. She did have signs. So the three of them did rape her. Yeah. Um, Alejandro said that he never did anything and he like sweared up and down that he didn't okay. do it uh-huh. but for the most part uh, the, do- uh, the the autopsy showed that she was sexually abused she was um, they just couldn't sec- prove it because she was cleaned yeah. Yeah. there was no semen so no tuvieron yeah. las pruebas para decir oh fue este yeah and then the condoms okay. that they found in the home mm-hmm. had semen and had uh, fluids from Lucia, but it it didn't show that she, you know, was in any way sexually abused. I guess, however you determine that. But um, Alejandro was released from any sort of punishment based solely on his age. This man was 61 years old during the case. So 
the judges thought that it was best if he was sent to rehab and let him stay there for a couple of months because he was old. Okay. Yeah. I know. I, I know you're frustrated. I know. I'm frustrated too. When I heard, first heard th- about this case, I was upset. I was so upset. Mm-hmm. I'm so upset. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Después del juicio, protestas surgieron por toda Argentina, Suramérica, Centroamérica y México. Todos estaban peleando por justicia, por Lucía. Porque no importa tu, sex, tu vida sexual, a las personas con quien estás involucrado, o si te gusta fumar marihuana de vez en cuando, o si quieres hacer drogas, tú puedes vivir tu vida como quieras, pero eso no significa que tu muerte no cuente. Because at the end of the day, they abused, raped, and killed this young girl. And the government officials failed her. They failed to see that this is a young girl. Regardless of how she lived her lifestyle, it was still a life that was being taken. Yeah. El movimiento feminicida empezó a crecer y la familia de Lucía estaba al frente de cada marcha pidiendo justicia por Lucía. La mamá de Lucía explicó que las marchas para buscar derechos, para pelear los derechos de su hija, es para que ya no haya otra Lucía, para que ya no vayan a tener las mismas consecuencias que Lucía y que el asesinato de Lucía se tome en cuenta. En mayo del 2021, el máximo, el máximo tribunal de justicia provincial refixió la resolución y dictó que no era válido. This means that what the judge said on November 26, 2018 wasn't valid. That the fact that they threw away the evidence of Lucia's murder and the abuse that Lucia faced and the fact that these men didn't get charged over her murder is invalid. In 2022, el juicio estableció una fecha para abrir el caso de nuevo. El caso va a empezar a surgir en the justice system on February 7th, 2023, and it's going to last 15 days, where, oh, okay. where Matias and Juan Pablo are going to face the justice system again, and they will reopen her case in order to see if, in fact, Lucia was sexually abused, raped, and murdered. Sadly, Alejandro had died at the beginning of 2020, so he won't be accused of anything because he died of old age. He was a 61-year-old. Yes. Okay. Wait, sorry. So, los otros dos, I know que dijiste que primero les habían dado ocho años. Mm-hmm. Y de, a, a Matías también le dieron ocho años. Yeah. A Matías a y, a, a Matías y a Juan Pablo le dieron ocho años acá, like, for each one of them. Yeah. Y Alejandro lo dejaron ir lo porque dejaron ir. he was 61 he was, years old. Okay. And they thought that, you know, he wasn't going to be able to face uh, prison time. And mm. also because he kept claiming that he had nothing to do with it. That he just transported the body, but he had nothing to do with Lucia's murder. Y este fue el trágico feminicidio de Lucia Perez. Una vergüenza. Violencia de género me parece que este tribunal no tiene nada. ¿Ustedes vieron algo que dijeron violencia de género? Nada. Esto es matemático nada más. Y bueno, ¿estás sorprendido o no? Y sí, bueno, y si sí, viste cómo es, si lo, 
¿Qué? No, sí, obvio que estoy sorprendido. ¿Cómo iba a esperar una, una condena de esta manera? Es una cosa de que no, no, no cabe en ninguna cabeza, en ninguna lógica. Estamos hablando, estamos hablando también, estamos hablando de, 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 de la autopsia de mi hija que decía todo lo que le habían hecho. Te matan una hija de 16 años, ¿qué me puede provocar a mí? Amor justamente no me puede provocar. Perdón, yo no soy Dios para perdonar a nadie. Que lo perdone Dios. Si perdono es para sanar mi alma solamente. Pero personas tan crueles que han cometido la crueldad que cometieron con mi hija, solamente Dios los puede perdonar. This was just it's frustrating that you know they took advantage of this girl. They did. They took advantage. And the saddest part that it's it wasn't just these men. But it was the justice system. It was the prosecutor that completely opened up evidence about this case without any empathy. It was the police officers that didn't, you know, give the information to the parents. It was all of these people that failed her. During the, the, the trial, they actually said that um, Juan Pablo was actually related to somebody in the higher political system and had money. And that's why this case came out the way it did. And I'm not surprised. This young girl literally was just a, a teenager living her life. I don't care if, you know, you put that, oh, she was doing drugs into this conversation or, oh, she was sexually active. Like, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Everybody here is acting like they're fucking saints and they've never done a bad thing in their life or, or caused any, like, said anything out of context. But yet they put this girl, like, they basically, quote unquote, crucified her and told her all the bad things that she did and why she deserves to die, basically. Yeah, they used it against her, like, her behavior, like, everything, like, her lifestyle. They used it against her. And it's... Yes. She... If she was smoking pot, if she dated older men, um, it doesn't mean that you should go and rape this child. Yeah. You don't do that. Yeah. No, no, lo bueno que van a abrir otra vez el caso y pues en febrero vamos a ver que, a ver yeah. si más información sale. Definitely. Um, so this is the case of this week. Um, if you have any more details on this case, uh, we're open to hear you guys out. Um, we uh, we like to hear your opinions on on these type of cases. And once we get more information, um, you know, when when the dates um, open up again uh, for this trial uh, and, and we get a verdict, we'll we'll keep in contact and we'll, we'll post something about it. Um, but yeah. Uh, let us know what you think. We will add our polls to Spotify and um, a little question box where you can um, give us your thoughts and opinions on this case. Uh, we also want to say thank you for all your support. Um, but we would really appreciate it if you continue to like, um, subscribe, and uh, post reviews on, on this on Apple Podcasts. It would help a lot. Um, you guys have done so much for us and, and we're so appreciative of that. Um, and yeah, if you want to follow us, you could follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at SVSM underscore podcast, or you could, uh, follow us on Facebook at Surveillance Micro Podcast. Um, yeah, we, we, uh, we'd like to see what you guys have to say and we'd like to reply to you guys. And it's pretty cool to, uh, see you guys and, and talk to you guys and, and, and establish relationship with you guys. Cause it's, it's. It's nice. Um, yeah, it's nice to put a, you know, faces on people that listen to us. So, yeah. gracias por todos los mensajes que nos han estado enviando y por, yo sé que hay personas que en los polls no han visto personas que sí responden en los polls, pero hay otras que they 
decide to do it more as a DM to share their stories and just to share how these stories have impacted them. So thank you for, for reaching out. Yeah, definitely. We um we definitely read those and um Yeah. And I know these these cases might be a little bit hard to hear, especially when yeah. um you, you guys have been through similar situations. You, we know how hard it is and um yeah. and we just want to say we we're here to listen and we're here to learn and um we're here to, you know, hear you out um because if anything we we like to, you know, support each other through tough times and um, we're always here to, you know, to listen to you guys. And um, and thank you guys for trusting us with with these personal stories as well. Yeah. Nos tenemos um, que apoyar entre nosotros. Eso sí. Mm-hmm. Y queríamos este, decirles gracias por todo lo que han hecho y, y por seguir apoyándonos uh, con el podcast. It, it really means a lot to us. So, um, yeah. Anything else? I don't think so. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah, enjoy your weekend. Do something fun. Yeah. Or relaxing. Um, please relax. Yeah. Stressful season's coming by. It's the end of November soon, so. Hagan sus, um, you're shopping early. No, I know. Don't stress, don't stress out <laughs> the week before Christmas like I do. Um, plan ahead. <laughs> yes, plan ahead. Please plan And just ahead. enjoy the holidays with your families. Definitely. Uh, yeah. You, it you know that there's nothing more important than than, than enjoying it with your families and, and even your friends because you know sometimes friends, you know oh yeah friends are family too you know friends become family so uh yeah enjoy enjoy the the holiday season and um until next and week if, yeah and if you have fur babies give them extra treats please do <laughs> and okay Okay, if you if you made it this far, um, <laughs> to this far into the episode, if, if you guys, <laughs> no, it, if you guys could tag us um, with like on pictures of your dogs or your cats or oh, anything, yes, we would really appreciate it. Because um, sometimes we're going through a rough week and we just need pictures of dogs and cats. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's just my personal request. Anyways. <laughs> Um, I have a lot of messages with pictures of dogs and cats. Yeah, those yeah. little ones. They're we precious. Them. We do, and they are. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, stay spooky and uh, yes. have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Stay spooky. <laughs>